When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show, relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Special shout out to all my listeners. I love you guys so freaking much. Why? Because without you guys, who would I be? A rated personality without listeners kind of doesn't balance out. And you know I'm a Libra Debra. So I'm all about that balance. If you are new to the T-Quest show, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. Download your T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store. In your app store, make sure you sign up for my mailing list on my website, gotalovemeworld.com. Buy some merch, buy some music. And if you need any of my 57 services, go to the last page, click that drop down, pick what you need, hit me up, and let's make magic together. And before we get into today's show, you know, we always have to do a mental check and make sure everyone is okay. And remember, it is okay to not be okay. Why? Because you're human. You have feelings. Nobody is perfect. You are perfectly fine. Would not be like, you know what? I'm not having a good day. Today I'm upset. But remember, if it doesn't affect you in five years, try your best not to give it more than five minutes, okay? When you have this life to live, you want to make sure you have more happy moments, positive moments, more laughter, more smiles than anything. If you ever need somebody to talk to, you know, you can contact me. And, you know, I'm here to give you an ear. Now that I've taken advantage of my own platform in the first minute, because it's only smart as a business person to take care of your own situation first. Sharon is Karen. And we're going to jump right into our interview today with this. I don't even know what to call her. She does so many different things. She kind of reminds me of myself. And that's not a conceited thing. So let's be clear, because I know how my listeners can get. But she's just so well-rounded that I'm like, I'm so honored to even have her on the show today. So let's tap into all her amazements or what we can actually get in within an hour. And then it's your job as a listener and potential fan to go and do the rest of the research and make sure you follow this beautiful queen. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you, Butter B. Rocka. Hey, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. I'm like, as soon as they your um, rep hit me up, I was like, of course. <laughs> of course. I would love to have her on the show. And then when she sent me like your EPK and stuff, I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Why? Because I love interviewing people. I love tapping into their stories. But the ones where present themselves as professionals touches my heart differently because I know that it's going to be more of a conversation than trying to pull out an interview from somebody, you know, because some of the new people, they don't really know how to converse properly. So I'd be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're with a professional, it definitely is more fun. So let's get right into this. Tell the people who you are and where you're from. Okay. My name is Alethea Robinson. I go by Butterbee Rocka. I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm an international recording artist, an Amazon mm. bestseller, and I host a podcast and amongst other things. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amongst a lot of things. So let's first jump into how'd you come up with your entertainment name? 
I used to live in Tampa, Florida growing up. And when I was saying, everybody said I had a smooth, smooth voice, smooth like butter. And so they start calling me. <laughs> and then when I moved to Atlanta and was doing studio work, Mm -hmm. demos and everything for TLC. They start calling me beat rocker. And mm -hmm. so when I was putting out my first project, I wanted to make sure, you know, there's so many butters. And when you think of butter, it's usually a guy and it's usually mm -hmm. a rapper. So I wanted to make sure that I just combined the two because, you know, butter be rocking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love it. That's so clever, but that's so dope at the same time. It's beautiful. So one question I love to ask my um, guests are when we were younger, we had an assignment. When I grow up, I want to be, what did you say? A singer. All day. Just like that. All day. Since <laughs> age four, I saw Diana Ross on TV. Wow. And I remember so vividly, I ran into the kitchen when it got a wooden spoon out of my grandma's kitchen. I already had on one of my little dress up dresses. And I went and got my boa and I got in front of the uh -huh. I was singing and doing, you know, the hands. <laughs> Tell me that. <laughs> oh my God, that's beautiful. Now, you know, in our culture, a lot of us as grew up singing in the church. Was that your growing up too, or? Yes, it was definitely my growing up too. We have uh, our family had a church, and mm -hmm. all my cousins, everybody could really sing. Like they, they, they could throw down. They got that church singing. <laughs> I love it. It's interesting because just last night I was watching Sister Act and Sister Act Part Two. And I remember me and my sisters and cousin when we were younger, we all used to do that last um concert competition song. And we all had our little parts. I'm like, oh, back in the day we all used to get together and sing where it was just love. It was fun. It was bonding. Cause you know, when people start growing up and getting to like girl groups or guy groups, you know, it doesn't always pan out too well. Yeah, I was in a girl group. So, yeah. <laughs> and what happened with that? Well, I started in the girl group at age 13. I was singing with my cousins and a couple of friends from school. And I mean, it was really good. It was a great experience. We started doing a lot of shows. When you first, you know, come out, you you, you lose, you know, because you're not, you're not, you know, groomed enough. So mm. we would get our butts kicked. But every time we got mm. our butts kicked, we would go back in there and practice and get it together. You know, back in the day, you know, they put a lot of time into artist development, making mm -hmm. sure that you actually gave a stage performance. So, Absolutely. you know, I came from that era. So we went back in there, came up with the choreography, made sure the harmonies was right. I mean, we had to get it right. <laughs> you know, so winning, then it started becoming a problem. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I love that you said that because I teach music classes virtually. And one of the things that I'm big on is artist development. So please talk to people the importance of artist development a little bit. Artist development is everything. You have to, you know, there's plenty of singers out there, but you have to be able to command a stage and give the actual show. The singers are just staying there. I mean, if you can blow, I mean, okay, cool. You know, but, you know, people want to see a show. You know what I mean? They, they want to see everything and you have to have your body conditioned to be able to handle being on stage i mean it's mm -hmm. it's it's serious when you have to do routines and you have to keep that breath control and all these different types mm -hmm. of things you know you have to make sure that you're ready at all times so we used to i used to work with aj alexander he was my co-manager and he's the one that helped usher get his deal nice. so we used to be going up and down the steps singing. I mean, it felt like drill camp. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm really? 
years old, like Jesus, I'm about to pass all the way out. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we used to do. You, it was it was very important to have artist development. I don't really think they do artist development nowadays, especially not how they used to. So. Well, they do artist development, but a lot of those artists are not mainstream but they're doing well independently if that makes sense yeah. you know what i'm saying and um i love how you said that because i remember when beyonce when i'm when they used to start singing when they were kids you know they would have to run around the neighborhood in heels and singing and people think that's crazy i'm like no that actually helps you i remember before i used to um i used to go to the gym i used to be singing and rapping on the treadmill you know yeah. <laughs> and it does how they was like you never get tired from performing or dancing i'm like no Man, because we, you have to train yourself just like anything else. It's a beautiful thing when you have a natural gift, but you got to maintain that natural gift. Just like people who have fast metabolism, that does not mean you're healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like Mariah Carey, they're like, oh, she's stripping her vocal cords. Or like maybe there was times when she didn't really continue to train her voice. You never really know. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, well, I have a natural talent. I'm good. I'm like, no, you still have to practice no matter what. Just like in, um, football fields, basketball teams, sports, and any and everything. Yes, they're great at what they do, but they're forever training. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I totally understand that. And I'm glad that you went through all that because, you know, it is very important. (laughs) Absolutely. It's very important, you know, and then even when it comes to, like you said, entertaining, your music is going to speak for itself. Right. Your fans already know your music. But I was just saying that to another person I interviewed, um, I think it was earlier today. And I was like, I know your music. I'm a fan. But I'm not coming to your concert just seeing you stand there and sing and rap. No, I want you to entertain me. And that's why I'm like with Beyonce and them, like she can sing, but she entertains you too. I'm here to see a show. Absolutely. I'm here to see your show. Entertain yeah. me, you know. Yeah. But speaking of that, tell me about some amazing moments you've had sharing with your fans when you were like on the stage. Oh man, I've had so many amazing <laughs> moments. One one that really stood out to me was when I was performing in Dominican Republic. First of all, I was the main act. And so yeah. I get down there, I'm performing <laughs> in front of 9,000 people. They had me on billboards mm-hmm. when I got there. And when I got there, there was three three LED screens. They had the drones. I had fire coming. Uh, <laughs> saying certain words, laser. Now I was performing for New Year's Eve, but mm. it was so it was so you know Rihanna, Beyonce type stage. I mean, it was a huge stage, and I've been on big stages, but you mm. know it was a huge stage, and and I was the closer. You know what I mean? So that mm. was just amazing. Um, to, to be a part of and everything. And that's something I'm definitely never going to forget. And then my first big show mm-hmm. overseas is always going to be near and dear to me. And that was in Ethiopia. So I, I toured there for three months, then toured um, three months later on. So that one was really cool too. Okay. So break down the whole touring thing. So when they say three months, some people not have never been or experienced tour life, it's not you performing every day for the three months. <laughs> Break it down exactly how it goes when it comes to the tour life. Well, I performed four times a week. Okay. For three months for an hour. 
on stage. And um, we had a full band. We danced. We did a little bit of everything. And it was so dope. Man. <laughs> it was so dope. I was performing in front of Prince and ambassadors and all of these people. And then, you know, when I got to Ethiopia, I had one thing my own perspective or, you know, vision of what it was going to be like. And it was totally different from what I, you know, imagined it would be. It was absolutely beautiful. And, and it was a shell shock, you know, because one one minute it, I'm in a big castle and then the next minute you go outside of this well-gated castle and you see somebody using a rock as a pillow. And you're like, oh my God, you know, it's like, it was like, it was like, wow, this is, this is different. And then you see you see grandmothers walking up and down these hills with the eucalyptus leaves on their shoulders, on their backs, you know, going up the hills. Mm -hmm. And you see the kids taking two of what looks like the coolant, you know, jugs, but they're mm -hmm. filling it with water from the lake to put into their um, baths. Mm -hmm. And that was just some of the places. Like some, mm -hmm. you will see a you will see a row of houses that look like say like a two hundred thousand dollar home, and they look like they super rich, right? Mm -hmm. And then. Next to that, you see a couple of tin homes or you see mud homes and you're like, oh, my God, you know, and like, you, of course, you see dogs in the middle of the street and stuff like that. But you also see goats mm -hmm. and you see um, it was cows. It was bulls. It was something. I was like this and donkeys like it was different. <laughs> I was like, different. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. As I tell people, no matter where you are. Like you never really know. That's why when people give their opinions about things, I'm like, you really can't give your opinion until you actually can truly experience it. Mm -hmm. You know, to really like, okay, I believe you because everyone's experience is different. Just yeah. like the street, like for example, in New Haven, Connecticut, you know, they have the downtown, they have the hood areas, but then you have an Ivy League school called Yale, all on the same street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you never know. Everything could be black and white just around the corner. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an eye opener and it makes you really just appreciate life it and does. the blessings that you have, because that's kind of like in life. One minute you can be up and you never know what may happen. You may be down the next, mm -hmm. you know, so I always compare people who always like work hard and stay humble at all times. But one thing I want to um, highlight right now is one when, when you're speaking about music and performing and touring, just that organic, beautiful glow on your face. Because what people don't realize if you're not an entertainer or maybe just in their particular fields, when you're in your element and you really do this because you have a genuine love for it, to me, it's like an enchanting feeling. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because you know how it is when you're on your stage and you're you're singing and entertaining, you just look into the crowd and you look into their eyes and they're just looking at you like, Wow. It's nothing like that vibe and that synergy, you know, from being on stage. And like you said, looking into that crowd, seeing the people sing, seeing the people closing their eyes, you know, really feeling it and everything. Oh, my gosh. It is the best feeling in the world. Absolutely. absolutely. It's kind of like a piece of us, like our heart was broken once this uncomfortableness of society happened. I'm like, it's bad enough we're losing family and friends, depending on how close they hit home. But as entertainers, you're you're taking away our therapy. You're taking away our happiness. Yes, it took us a minute to adjust, regroup, <laughs> and get used to the new norm. But no matter what, even if a lot of things has transitioned to virtual, 
there's nothing like touching the stage and being yeah. right there in front of your fans. Yes, and then I'm very personable. So mm -hmm. after the show, I'm giving hugs, I'm speaking to people. <laughs> you know, some people aren't approachable and mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of whack to me. So I think yeah. that you know, if, if people are taking that time to show you love, you should definitely be showing it back. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we get more into the music, one thing I like to talk about when it comes to well-known music artists or who have a lot of accolades is that gray area most people don't talk about, where you come from practicing mm -hmm. and trying to get out there to your first big break or that first meeting or that first connection. That's the part of the story a lot of people in the come up um, really want to hear. So who did you meet at a coffee shop, a showcase or what that started that transition to pretty much stardom? Um, well, I grew up with Usher and I grew up with Akon. I was really, really for a long time. I was close to Usher, and then when he turned around sixteen and he went up to New York with Puffy, he mm -hmm. came back and we wasn't as close because mm -hmm. he, you know, was really big then. Um, but I really grew up grew up with Akon and his family, the entire family, and to see him go from us all doing a lot of shows together to how big he is was like whoa, and the process. You know, because like he had had several different offers and he finally had one that stuck, you know, locked up. And then, you know, because people thought that he just came, but no, he had been in the, in the industry for a long time. Like it takes, yeah, it takes a minute. It's so funny to me because, you know, they when when an artist finally does break, you know, everybody's oh, my God, they're brand new. And you're like, no, nah, they, they've actually been here for about 10 years. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a lot of them where um their hit single is songs they've written like 10, 15 years ago, but new ears. Yep. They don't know that. But the ones who've been with them, part of the grind and the hustle, like, yeah, I knew that song years ago. Like, come on. Because people don't just wake up, get signed, and boom, the yeah. first single is the song they just wrote three days ago. Like, no, sometimes those hidden gems has been there for quite some time. Speaking of that, my cousin, he used to be with Organized Noise, and he mm -hmm. was the one that wrote Waterfalls for TLC. Okay. And that song was like 10, 11 years old before it actually came out, before it got picked up. And, you know, everybody know what that song did. That song was huge. <laughs> so, yeah. That video was something else, too. I just, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I'm like, let me go on, go on the water and do my little dance like they did. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm curious, let's talk about the transition of you as a songwriter from when you were younger until now. Hmm. It's definitely changed. You know, I think back then when I first started writing, which my very first song was N-O-L-T, None Other Like This, it was called, yeah. it was called uh, Ellis Father. It was called Love. Okay. And it was so funny. Ellis, for the way you love me, always faith for the way you own me. He is for the vows you made for me. He is for the way you excite me. But I was 13, you know, it was cute. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when you when you when you're so young and you're writing, mm -hmm. you're just writing and you're having a good time. As I got older, you know, I started having more depth with my with my writing and I started taking not only my situations, but I was able to write about other people's situations and various things that I would see 
mm-hmm. that would trigger something, you know, or trigger emotion or whatever. And then I would start mm-hmm. pinning it that way. But back in the day, it was just fun just to create. And I didn't really have the full structures all the way like I have mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. definitely with growth. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm curious, do you remember how this song went, like the harmony or something? Oh, it's so funny. L is for the way you love me. O is for the way you own me. B is for the vows you made for me. E is for the way you excite me. (laughs) (laughs) You can't forget your first song. Like, you're never going to forget your first. Well, um, (laughs) I, how can I put this without sounding weird? I commend the people who remember their first songs, their first experiences. Like I, I know a lot of authors too, and we're gonna get into that. When they write these books, they remember the day, time, streets. I'm like, how on earth yeah. do you guys remember all of this stuff? I'm like, are you embellishing or what's up? Even when it comes to me, they remember the first song you wrote. I was like, no. <laughs> I remember something. I just know I wanted to be a pop star. I know. Right. Stage. Right. I remember talking about like MTV and stuff, but the actual lyrics and stuff. No, and I'm like, is that bad? I'm just like, no. I just life is just life, and for the ones who can remember that stuff, like kudos to you all. Kudos yeah, you I'm all. not. I'm not real detailed with a lot of a lot of things that happened in the past. My mom say I have select memory. I remember what I remember. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But when it comes to music, I can't tell you the time and day, what I had on, that type of stuff. But I do know the main things. There, you know? you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I remember when I was five and I had that pink dress on with the, the white bow. I'm like, what? You must yeah. have a picture from yeah. that day. And then that's reminding you of that day. But if yeah. you have a memory like that, then you know what? Kudos to you, you know what I'm saying? But um, let's talk about music, right? I never like to judge or assume, so I always let the artists explain their style of music and what genre or genres that you classify in. The genres I class, because I like all types of music. Mm-hmm. So, And then traveling abroad a lot and writing for a lot of overseas artists, um, you know, I'm not just R&B because that's the first thing you think when you think black. You think, Absolutely. oh, R&B. Yeah, okay. I am R&B, but of course I do soul, but I do pop and I do alternative. Mm-hmm. I do a little bit of soft rock. country. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I, I love diverse artists, especially the ones I'm like, I get it. The majority of black artists do rap and hip hop. But you gotta do your research where you think rock started from. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just like don't disclassify us. A lot of people are very diverse. Just allow me to show you my greatness mm-hmm. in all areas. Okay. Mm-hmm. In all areas. Mm-hmm. So um, how was it your first experience going overseas? Like, was you nervous? You're adrenaline, like, oh my God, like how was it? You know, it was a really good experience. I had just released my very first album and I was, you know, very excited about this album. And I, after I did, so going overseas was amazing, but what was even more exciting was getting, I had performed for in Atlanta, they have the Wednesday wind down and this was Mm -hmm. like 
at this time, this was my third show coming mm -hmm. out on my own with my own project. And to have 10 minutes after I get off stage to have the offer to go to Africa was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about it was I had had offers before. Mm -hmm. They wanted the right offers, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So this one was an offer that made a lot of sense for me to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was an amazing experience. It absolutely was. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I'm curious with a lot of the um, people that you grew up with, such as Usher and Akon and being in Atlanta, which I feel like is the new mecca for Black entertainment and then some. Yeah. Have you ever been signed to a major? Well, Actually, I had two deals on the table, one with Warner and one with Sony. And mm -hmm. my attorneys was Cat Smith and Cohen, Mr. Vernon Slaughter. Okay. And I was literally headed to his office or we was ready to go over the second offers that they had submitted to us. And I got into a car accident and that car accident left me drinking from a straw for six months. Mm -hmm. I had stitches in my mouth and um, my right eye, my the bone underneath had went inward. I have titanium plates in my face. It took me a year to come back out. You know, it felt weird singing. I felt like people were staring at my scar, even though it was real small. The guy, the doctor did the surgery through my mouth so that I wouldn't have the scars on my face. Mm -hmm. But it felt weird, you know, and I lost a lot of self-confidence in myself. And it actually was Akon who was like, you know, you need to get back out there. Mm -hmm. So I go back to the attorney's office and unfortunately, Sony had revamped. Warner had just signed someone. And then we went to the third label that was interested in us. And they revealed to me, you know, basically that I missed the boat. And at that time, they were signing younger teenagers, you know, the 13 and 14 year olds, the Britney Spears age. And I'm 18, 19. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so it was real tough. It was real tough to to. You know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And it felt like my whole world shattered, you know, right before my eyes. Absolutely. I'm sorry that you had to experience that. You know, I tell people, you never know the silent cry behind the grind. Absolutely. Everyone has a story. Everyone has an experience. And um, I tell people, outside looking in, you were like, well, how come this and how come that? I'm just like, is your life perfect? No. Do you have nights when you cry? Yes. Do you have days when you stress? Yes. So why would you think that people that do entertainment lives are so perfect? You can look right. at a lot of them. They have anxiety. They have panic attacks. They have overdose. They're doing drugs and drinking. It's not because a lot of them enjoy it. It's because they really be going through things because whether you like it or not, they're still human too. Right. And the, the thing about it is not only are they human, but because we have put everybody, you know, the celebrities on pedestals, it's mm -hmm. not like they can go and tell people, hey, I'm hurting. Hey, I have a problem mm -hmm. and everything because you're looking like you, you such and such, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> hard for you to be able to tell people anything and, and you want to still show yourself in a certain light. One of the things that was real hard for me as well, you know, having the rejection of the industry or the labels was also at that time, my friends were now big celebrities. You know, we started on one playing field, but you know, then their careers started really going far and not that you have to pull me up, but they didn't. And that was hard to swallow, you know, because I used to be the homegirl that was doing the demos and, you know, in the studio all the time working and, you know, doing things. And then it kind of like shifted to, you know, 
started making me feel like, okay, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, you know, because you ain't, you ain't put me on the background. I can't, you ain't putting me on writing, no nothing. You know? So, you know, it started to mess with me mentally for a long time. I really, you know, was like, okay, I need to just stop because obviously I ain't got it, you know? So it was tough. It was a tough road. It's sad when it happens. But even speaking like that, no matter what, what level you're on, you never know the reasons until you actually straightforward was like, how come you didn't bring me? How yeah. come you didn't come back for me? Like, but until you have that question or that conversation, you never really know. Even with like a lot of artists and stuff that I know that do music, you know, I'm on a different level and playing field than they are. I'm not saying I'm above, I just, you know, work really hard to get to where I'm at. And it's not that I'm forgetting about you guys, but I still feel like I'm on the same playful. Like I'm still hustling. I'm still grinding, grinding. I'm still trying to get where I go. And sometimes you can't just do that. Like a lot of celebrities and their children. Yes, I can maybe get your meeting here and there, but I can't just be like, here's my child, sign them right. and make them famous just like me. It yeah. doesn't always happen like that. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. So you did you have a conversation with them or anything? One, one told me, you know, cause at the moment, at that time I was married, my kids was very young. And they just told me flat out, you know, B, this is not the life that you want. It's very hard. You're on the road all the time. It ruins relationships. Mm -hmm. And I mean, lo and behold, I ended up getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And it did because I started touring and it, it really did do that. <laughs> so, you mm -hmm. know, he was looking out for me, you know, but I, I also on the flip side, I'm like, but that should have been my decision. So, you I know, it, it's, you know, you, you still uh, as the person that, that I mean, I just felt rejected, you know, on a lot of levels, and it just made me, you know, doubt my own self. So, absolutely, absolutely, and it happens. You're human, and something happens. Like, oh my God, this is happening, and everything is going downhill. Like, what is happening to my life? Is this a sign? I'm like, sometimes what you think is a sign is more of a test to see if you're gonna allow it to really affect you yeah. and bring you down and make you quit. Or are you going to use it as motivation? Like, no, I know what I want to be. I know who I'm destined to be. And I'm going to get there by any means necessary. Maybe this is not my season. Right. But my season is coming. And until then, I'm going to make sure I prepare so I can get there and show the people who I am and what I do. Absolutely. One of the things that happened to me is I had a pivoting moment where I had to realize that you can't let someone else's opinion about you, you know, determine who you are and whose you are. You know what I mean? And so I eventually jumped out there and bet on my own self. You know, I didn't have all the answers. I didn't know how I was going to do everything, but I knew I had to take that step and I had to present myself how I see myself to the world and do the best that I can to get myself out there. And once I finally let go and let go of some of the resentment that I think I had inside of me, let go of the fears, you know, of, you know, what if nobody still support, you know, what if nobody supports me? Once I let go of everything mm -hmm. and I just stepped out there on faith, I mean, the doors just start opening for me and it's been an amazing journey. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's all been good, but it's definitely been ups and downs and valleys and peaks and turns and everything like that. But I have literally toured the world. What's so crazy is I've had some major artists that I know that has sold and done big, big shows, you know, mm -hmm. call me saying, how are you getting on all these overseas? Can you hook me up? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, really? You're, you're, you're on such and such. You've done such and such. Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. But mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that 
you know, if I'm, if no one's going to let you in, build your own door. You know, there you go. That's beautiful. And like I said, I tell people never judge people no matter what level they are. Just like in corporate America, in my eyes, the CEO and the janitor is on the same level because all I'm seeing is two human beings. Yep. The profession don't mean nothing to me. Who you are is just who you are, no matter what the occupation is. You know, and you never know when you're going to need a helping hand because in the industry or in corporate or anywhere, it's not going to flow properly into every part is handled. So everyone is needed. <laughs> everyone is a human being. So I respect everyone on the same level. And like you said, it's kind of like um, a woman like, oh, you're so this and you're so that or you're this and you're that and blah, blah, blah. We always like something someone wish we had, but then vice versa, it always changes. And I'm like, you never really know when someone's going to need you because they can, may have a weakness that is actually your strength. Like you just said, there's people that was mainstream that's very successful, but they see you having the strength of like, how she got them overseas gigs? Like, I want those too. Yeah. Yeah. So you just never really know. But I love that. Exactly, Nino. Build your own door. That is so dope. Dope. And I want to really tap into your other talents and gifts. But before we do that, let's talk about this single okay. that we have today and let's um walk through the concepts of it. Okay. Well, the single is called Strange Love. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. You know, love is messy. Love is not intentional. <laughs> you know, there's you, people ask why you stay in the situation. I think this song is kind of like the cookie lion and Lucius. You know, oh. they have that love-hate relationship, but okay. they're there for each other. You know what I mean? And you know, love is strange. So it was real fun doing this song with Homer Mack. And it was produced by Luna Man out in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And it was directed by Mazio and whatever, what entertainment. So, I mean, it, it is a great, it's a great song. And tomorrow the visual drops and the actual scene it drops soon and you know i'm just excited beautiful okay well um introduce it to the people this is strange love <laughs> straight to the point right right <laughs> i love it i love it and here we go Ooh, 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 ooh
and I'm glad to have you here. Ain't going nowhere. Let me pamper you and wine you and dine you for all the chance for you. Oh, but everything you do, cause my love is so strange. I, 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 well, you know, this how love goes. My love is so strange. Well, you know, this how love goes. Well, I'm, I'm sick and tired of playing those games. Baby, 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 baby. I'm never going to have any games. It's getting. Coming, coming, coming again and tell myself that this must be. Got me going through this day. You're the one to play. Well, this is just too much for me to live my life. What is going on with us? Yes, it's just a strange Wow. I'm actually upset. Because that's one of them songs. I'm like, wait, it's over? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you know, nowadays, a lot of the songs are between like two and a half, three, three and a half. But this has such an edgy vibe, eclectic vibe to it that I was ready for like, um, a breakdown of the music and then y'all was gonna come right back in and there's gonna be like four or five minutes of a song and then i was already visualizing you guys on stage live i don't appreciate the teaser but i <laughs> love the song <laughs> well i can tell you this the video is an extended version and okay. it, does, it does give you all of that okay just making sure because i'm like it was slightly offended like no what are you doing now? but that's <laughs> Want, you want the people to want more. You know, you want the people to be like, okay, what next? What else does she has? What else does she has? But that song is so different. It's so unique. So um, who idea was it to come up with a track like that? Was yours? Was it his or what? Well, the track, the track, we was in the studio and Luna Man, you know, he was coming up with the beat and everything. And we was mm -hmm. like, yo, this is so dope. You know, we from the A, it was giving us, it was it was definitely giving us the ATL type vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we started writing on it and, you know, we was writing on it for my project, but I liked Homer's verse for the first verse yeah. in my own. And I was like, yo, kick it off. So, I mean, it was so dope. But I mean, we had the best time in the studio and everything. I can only imagine. Like David said, it definitely sounds like an outcast meets legacy type of vibe. So I'm curious, what's the feedback you're getting on it so far? So far, I'm I'm receiving a lot of love, you know, on the track. Everybody is saying how dope they think it is. They're yeah. definitely saying outcast. They're saying Janelle Monae, <laughs> CeeLo. So, you know, it's definitely ATL. It's it's back in the day ATL. You know what I mean? It's 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 when that, that music was it felt good, it was fun, mm -hmm. and you know, yes, it's, it's a really good vibe to it. 
it's interesting because a lot of the artists I've been interviewing recently has been bringing back that old school vibe, but it's still with um, a refreshing feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes like there's nothing wrong with the vibe. As long as you have a, like an updated version of it, we definitely gonna rock with it. Because a lot of people out here that still loves music like that—that's timeless music. You know, that's what you call universal music, where you can play it for yourself with your friends. You can play with your family, and music like that is the best type of music. You don't have to turn it down depending on who walks in the room. Like I don't want to deal with that. I want to just listen to music and just enjoy it, no matter who's around even um certain religious people they won't feel offended because it's just a fun and refreshing song thank you i appreciate you saying that i can't wait to actually check out the visual and to really dig more into your catalog because you have a lot going on and i just want to talk a little bit more about the music and then we're going to get more into your other gifts and talents so what's next after the visual, are you working like an EP, LP, album, dropping singles? Like, what's the thing going on right now? Well, I'm trying to debate between an EP or singles. You know, singles seem to do a lot better mm-hmm. because I can go wherever I want to go. EPs needs to be a little bit more, you know, in the same vibe. And, and you know, I'm moody with music. You know, one, yeah. minute, one minute I'm feeling this way, the other minute I'm feeling mm-hmm. that way. So I'm still up. I have I have the next single that's coming out. After, okay. but I'm trying to decide if I want to go ahead and just do another EP. Well, if I want to do my first EP because I've done an album and mm-hmm. I've done this will make I've done three, four singles. Dope, dope, yeah. dope. Now this next single, what's the vibe for that? Since you're so diverse. Oh my God! So this one, the next song, it's kind of like on the vibe of man. <laughs> it's it's kind of on the vibe of flashing lights. I mean, it's it's it gives you burlesque. Oh, yeah, it gives you burlesque, and it's a real high energetic, you know. Mm-hmm. Feel, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. What I was thinking about doing when I wear the entertainer's hat is since you, when you're independent, you have a little more leeway to do what you want to do, right? And yes, singles are selling, but your fan fans is always going to be wanting projects because they're going to want more of your catalog, right? right. So what I was personally going to do is pick in two of my main genres and styles and then just draw up two EPs at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you like this style, you have this. If you like this style, you have that. If you like both, it's still a win-win. And then it's less pressure on trying to figure out which audience you want to please right now without pulling back um, a full project because they want this, but they want this. You know what I mean? I actually think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I'm looking forward to hearing more music because you are super awesome. You're so gifted Thank and you are you. so talented and um, you're okay at my book. Speaking <laughs> of books, Miss Author, <laughs> I'm telling you, I did a whole sweep on um, authors. I'm like, reading is fundamental. Shout out to people who still go to libraries and read books and everything. Right. Support the authors. I had to do a sweep on them because there's so many gifted and talented writers out there that don't get the recognition that they deserve. So I had to do it, you know? So talk to people about your book and the concept of it. Absolutely. It's called Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying by O. Robinson. I use my government name on there. 
Okay. And it's about, it's about, you know, growing up in the music industry, the disappointments, going through the divorce, going through the trials and triumphs and, mm-hmm. and really facing a lot of fears, you know, and betting on myself. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is taking that step to, you know, free yourself, you know, and it's not just for, you know, people in the music industry, because, you know, I'm, I'm a mother, I was in college, divorce, two mm-hmm. kids, like it was a lot of different things that I've, you know, had to deal with. So for that mother, and then I'm, and then I'm older, you know what I mean? And so, you know, you have people that give up on their dreams, you know, I'm too old, I'm too, I'm too, whatever the case may be, yeah. you know, I don't look right, I'm too big, I'm too small, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. And they're too scared to to take that step. You know, I'm in college, I mean, my kids are in school, so I can't do anything. No, yes, you can, you can, you can do it. You know, you just got to, you just got to grind and get it, you know what I mean? And just go for whatever you was dreaming or, or, or want to do in your life. Life is too short. So mm-hmm. my attitude is I'm going for every single thing that I want. And thankfully, I became an Amazon bestseller in seven hours wow. you know, of my pre-release, which was a, definitely a blessing. It was featured on ABC, NBC, Fox, and mm-hmm. and um Boston Herald, and mm-hmm. it was endorsed by Les Brown and a couple of other people. So I mean, it, was, it was definitely a, a wonderful journey, you know, especially because it was my first one. I've always wanted to write a book, but I was too scared for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm doing exactly what I was scared to do. You know, I'm facing my own fears, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, you know, well, who's going to read my story? I'm not no big celebrity. You know, no one's going to support me. You know, and so I was worried, but it just so happened I was performing one day in Fort Lauderdale and a guy was uh, speaking and he said, tell your story. And a lot of people had said, you know, write your own book, tell your story. But when it's not time for you to hear it, you don't hear it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? When you when you're smoking, if you don't want to stop smoking, you're not going to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. This particular day when he said it, you know, I heard it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so just so happened like a couple of days later that I was headed over to Hawaii on tour and we ended up having to stay five, five additional days because of the hurricane. So for four of those days, I locked myself in a room and I dug in and I didn't know where to start, but I just started mm. and, you know, took one step and then I would be like, okay, well, let me erase that. Let me put this at the top. Let me put this at the bottom. And it just started forming. Absolutely. And when I got home, when I got home, I was able to, you know, get it edited, come up with the cover, and everything. And I mean, it just blew up. And I mean, I never expected that within seven hours of my pre-release to be best new, best new author and hottest new release. Never. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was thankful. So you wrote it in four days? Yes, I wrote it in four days. Yep. Wow. How big is the book? It's not that big. You know, it's a it's a it's about I think 67, 70 pages, something like that. Oh. That is incredible. I tell you, sometimes if you just tap in and just allow your heart to just speak to you in your mind, just be clear, you can do some incredible, phenomenal things. Absolutely. And that's awesome. I actually have another platform I would love for you to talk about your book on. So I'm going to talk to your rep and see if we can get you on that show. It's Wednesday. So we're going to see if we can put you together and talk about that, you know, because with that co-host, she does a lot with like traveling and authors and stuff. She's an author too. And I call her the Black Bell. 
you know, because she's always reading books all the time and actually get them from the library. Nowadays, it's more on the Kindle. Right. And speaking of that, is your book on Kindle? Absolutely. It's on Kindle. Okay. It's paperback on Amazon and it's on Barnes and Nobles. I'm, tr I'm working on getting it actually into some stores. Okay. So that's what I'm working on right now. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, I just love you. <laughs> I do, I do. You're just oozing of just amazement, which is just shining through. That's awesome. Okay, so let's tap into a couple of more of your talents and gifts. Okay. Lights, camera, action. Let's talk about you being an actress. Okay. Actually, I'm in a movie that's about to drop. Mm -hmm. Well, we're about to start filming called, yeah, I can tell you. Uh, called can't get right. <laughs> can't get right. Can't get right. I love so it. There. We're starting filming in March. I'm super excited about that. Mm -hmm. I also personally, I've written a play um, called I Cheated So What, and I've you know now had the experience of seeing the behind the scenes and being able to you know really merge your words and, and make sure that the interactions, learning the interactions and how to you know place people on stage and everything. So mm -hmm. seeing that, you know, birth was amazing. Yeah. And I had six national recording artists in there, including Christopher Williams. It was really dope here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And so since then I kind of like got the uh, writing bug. So I'm actually working on a couple of projects myself that is going to be birthed. Okay, okay. And as you speak, you're just oozing of amazement because you can tell you genuinely love what you do. I do. I do. So that's awesome. Thank you. So I'm looking at this beautiful face. I'm just going to take a stab at it. Have you ever done any modeling? I have. Actually, I've, I'm on several I'm in several published magazines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've definitely modeled before. You know, I haven't really done a, too many catwalks because I'm mm -hmm. short. I'm five two and a half. You know. You oh know. really? Yeah, I'm five two and a half. Yeah, sometimes they say I'm too short. I'd be like, because my girlfriends, they're supermodels and mm -hmm. you know, they all extra tall, six six feet, and you know, just beautiful. <laughs> so I I be trying to stuff my stuff with them, you know. But yes, I do, I do model. <laughs> No, I think that's kind of funny because my first like photo photo shoot with a lot of my friends too, because they're models. I'm like, why am I here? They're like, it's a boss lady shoe. I said, but you guys are models. You guys are all tall. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Looking like a short midget in front of you. Right. <laughs> but the crazy part is after, because I really sat in my vehicle before I went there. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, why? I'm not them. You know, I'm like, I'm an entertainer. I'm not a model. And it was like, question. I'm like. But when I went in there, I did what I had to do, hair, makeup, and stuff. And when I saw the pictures, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's just, you know, because it's standard for the taller, you know, models or whatever. But mm -hmm. you couldn't tell me nothing. When you put that makeup, give me them heels, baby, mm -hmm. I was walking. I was doing that catwalk straight. Yes. I, yes. Now, I do that, that turn like they know how to do. Yeah. Definitely walk it and then print work. I do a lot of print work. Mm -hmm. That's that's me all day. I can I do photos. <laughs> I, I love it. I would say there's always an alternative to what you want to do. You just have to take the time to do it. Print ads definitely works for people that doesn't fit the standard of model height, which okay. is the minimum is five seven, which I don't hit either. But at the same time, I'm like, I like the fashion shows 
where they actually have shorter models because they represent the average woman. The average height for a woman is 5'5". Five, five. So between 5'2 yeah. and 5'7 is the average height for females. We need the one that needs to be on the catwalk or put me on the meow walk. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's good, you know. But um, I already knew that, but you know, I'm acting like I don't know because you know I already stalked you about that. <laughs> but besides the music and acting and you know modeling and being an author, talk to people a little bit more about any other incredible things that you have done. Or are you looking forward to achieve next? Absolutely. I have. I also have a foundation called Artists Rock the Mic, where I throw concerts, mm-hmm. giving back to the college homeless students. Yeah. I, I was approached by a, a young lady who was in college. Imagine yeah. being in college, making straight A's, having a scholarship for school, but it doesn't cover your room and board, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cover your food. So she was couch hopping. Mm-hmm. She was sometimes going to the trash can, eating the food, Mm -hmm. and she was taking showers in the gyms. And I'm like, hold up, you're in college and you got straight A's? Like, could you imagine it? Like, I was in school, Mm -hmm. I was in school, and I I cannot imagine trying to maintain my my straight A's, which I did do. But Mm -hmm. it would have been very hard to maintain it, Mm -hmm. not having a roof over my head. And so, you know, when she told me, I was definitely like, oh my God. And then I found out that at Kennesaw State, which is the school that she went to, there was over, a, they had a whole program. There was over 1,100 students that mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have to do something about it. You know, I think people, anywhere where you're at, if you can use your platform to help somebody else, why not? You know what I mean? So it was like one of those, I have to do something. So mm-hmm. I, I'm already doing shows. I already go to open mics sometimes and see my friends perform. Mm-hmm. I can't, we combine some stuff. So I started doing, I started doing shows and having a lot of my other indie and major artists would come in and, you know, do a couple of songs and we would raise money at the door. We would um, get pro not products. We would collect, you know, from canned goods to coats to a little bit of everything mm-hmm. to, you know, help. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that is, is beautiful. And that just reminds me of when I do interviews, when I'm on the sides you're on. And they always see me as happy-go-lucky and always so positive and always smiling. But when you have um, a person who's interviewing you and they really ask you the right questions, they'd be so shocked that a lot of my answers are not as happy as they think it would be. Mm-hmm. Or darker than what they assumed. I'm just like, at the end of the day, we all have a story. Absolutely. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And that's why I treat everybody with nothing but love, kindness, and respect. Because the only thing I know is in this moment, I'm here with you. And I'm going to give you nothing but love and positivity. Well, you definitely oozing with positivity. I feel the vibes over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's what it's all about. They're like, well, you might understand because your life is awesome. My life is what? Are you judging me and assuming based on what you see on social media? I would not put my struggles and my stress on social media for your entertainment. Right. Right. I'll give you exactly what I'm supposed to give you. I am here. I am T-Quest. And you are smiling. You're entertained. I am doing my job. Right. Other than that, you don't need any more. Only when I'm doing testimonial things, people ask me questions. If it's going to help heal someone, then I'll open up a door. But other than that, I'm not giving you that door. No, no. Yeah. Or no Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, this is the time of the show 
where the floor is yours and you can talk to people like any and everything you want to say. It could be about music, any of your talents, a wow moment, words of wisdom, what they need to be looking out for, what they should already be going back to search on your website, everything. The floor is yours and take your time. Absolutely. Again, I want to thank you guys for having me on your show. You can follow me on all social media at Butter Rocka. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A mm-hmm. on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Everything Butter Rocka. <laughs> and, you know, make sure you support indie artists. Make sure you get my new single, Strange Love. Make sure you check out the music video. When I say the video is very colorful and really takes you on a journey so i think that you're really going to enjoy it and i think actually i think you're gonna love it so (laughs) make sure that that you you know you support man support indie artists you know we we grind out here so many people just see the mainstream artists and and i'm not saying anything's wrong with that but you know there's so many talented indie artists out there that you know is overlooked and overshadowed because you know you're not you don't have as big as numbers or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be you know as a superstar who has a machine behind them who has you know the radio money behind them and the platforms behind them but mm-hmm. you know you could be just as talented so i just thank you guys for taking the time to listen to me and you know support us sister i appreciate all the support Absolutely. And you're just so loving and so humble. And the T-Quest crew, the GLMers, we out here, we got your back. They're loving you. They're already hit me up. Make sure you let me know when the song comes out so I can go and get it. I'm like, no problem. That's, That's what it's all about is having a platform to showcase you. No matter what level you are in life, in business, there's always new ears that may not know who you are, you know? People out here don't even know some of the mainstream artists. Even me as a personality, a DJ, comedian host, or whatever. I still don't even know everybody that's out here. And I always like to speak homage to independent artists, most importantly, especially the ones who have that raw talent and not just hit the lottery to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You know, because you guys are ones that really need to be shining more, you know? And uh, you definitely have the gift. You have the professionalism, you have the persona, and even though you've already done a lot of incredible things, I just know there's so much more on the horizon, and I just can't wait to watch from afar. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see the alignment of society, and it'll be an honor and privilege to actually meet you in person. It was a lot of things I was supposed to do in Atlanta, um, like certain project, music, comedy, like acting and stuff, but I'm like, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Let me figure out this uncomfortable society right now. Right. When uh, I come out there, if you're out there, because I don't know if you're going to be in Japan in a fashion show. I don't know your life right now, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> definitely going to follow you and continue to support as much as I can. And definitely going to put you in rotation on the station for sure. Well, that's dope right there. That's hot already. So, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so once again, everybody, this is butter be rocker yo your name is so dope like (laughs) like that name it just goes so hard i love it so much but any final words before we head out 
Yeah, I want to say I want to give a shout out to all of your people that's listening. I mean, they're definitely showing me a lot of love within their comments and everything. And I, I feel it. I feel it over here. So I appreciate it. You know, when you put something out, you're always a little nervous because that's your baby. You know what I mean? That's your, that's your work and you're sensitive about your work. So, you know, to get the love that I'm reading over here, I'm like, wow, I'm trying, I'm trying not to smile too hard, but I swear, I know y'all can see every tooth. I'm smiling. So <laughs> it hurts after a while, doesn't it? Yeah. I, well, I've been smiling for almost a whole hour. So, you know, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but, but that's, that's, that's real. So I appreciate, you know, every comment, honestly. Absolutely. I feel like my GLMers is a reflection of me. They know I, I connect to greatness and they appreciate greatness. And we always pay homage to greatness. And you are great in our looks, you know. Thank but once you. again, you guys, I, that is Butter B. Rocket here on a T-Quest show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. And download your T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your App Store or in out.